0: Love Talks When I would do good,
1: evil is always present with me. Oh, wretched man that I am, who will free me from this body of death. Thanks be to God through Christ Jesus. I'm ready for the fight of my life. Start the record.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Abundant Solutions Hour, where our goal is to help others be more, do more, and have more. I'm your host Brian J. Henderson, and I guess Greg will be. With you. But we got a wonderful show tonight, and I will tell you that we got an awesome guest, an awesome young man. He's got a great story, and he's going to talk to us in just a moment. As we've always started our shows. I want to start off by saying, there's Greg. All right. And also I want to start off by saying, uh, we don't want you all to forget about Haiti. You know, there's been quite a few months since the catastrophe with the earthquakes. It's the rainy season. You know, thanks be to God we haven't had that many hurricanes to hit that area, you know, or to hit the U.S. for that matter. You know, but we want you all to keep, you know, Haiti, the nation of Haiti, in your thoughts and prayers. There's still a lot of turmoil going over there. There's still a lot of trouble that that, that that nation is in. So we need you praying for them. We need you, you know, offering whatever help you can to them, whether it be financially, if you can afford to go over there and volunteer, or even volunteer with some of the efforts that are here in the U.S. that will go to Haiti, you know, as far as, like, collecting food and collecting clothing and materials and things like that 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 nation will need so we need you to really not forget them especially as it gets towards the holidays you know we we take so much of our freedoms for granted and you know and you know i think about how you know my young children have things that i buy for them for christmas but one thing that i always do is i always make them get rid of at least a third of what they don't you know if they're not going to play with it You're not going to keep it in the house. So, a third of their toys they have to get rid of every year. You know, a third of what they have, they have to get rid of. And I do the same thing. You know, and I donate to places like my local church that, you know, they send stuff to Haiti as well. But, you know, just want to make sure that you all keep them in mind.
1: Yes, yes. Sorry about that, Brian. And uh, to my guest, somehow I got knocked off. I don't know what happened. This happened last week. But we're still going to have an exciting show. And, Brian, I'm so excited. Uh, we have somebody that's on what it was. that I feel, <laughs> yeah, I feel that, Brian, we have somebody on that's, uh, that's going to touch a lot of people. A lot of lives I feel that will be changed. I think he'll put a spark in a lot of people that just needed that extra push. And I think we have the right person tonight, and I'm really excited.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. Well, Greg, yeah, but, since you weren't on when in. we started, I'm going to let you introduce him.
1: <laughs>
0: we'll, we'll, well, we'll change it up a little bit this week
1: but that's, your, that's your thing Brian But I, I'll try to introduce your brother as best I could Our I'll, I'll guest tonight is best-selling author We're calling him a best-selling author Because we're speaking those things into existence It's Joseph Cook He's a student He's bright He's just as smart, Brian, as you can find him And we're not going to talk I'm not going to spend a lot of time talking about him Because I want you to hear the gifts and the talents that this young man uh, was blessed with. He's just doing a lot of things, and uh, he's got a new book that's out, and you need to buy it. And I I really feel, Brian, that he's going to touch a lot of people tonight. He's already touched me from reading a lot of the things that he's written. And I tell you what, it takes a lot of guts to write and speak the things uh, that he's already put on paper. It's, It's just a blessing. So let's just bring him on in, Brian.
0: Yes, sir. Welcome to the show. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Joseph N. Cook.
2: Hey Brian, hey Greg. Thank you all for having me. Yo, I'm really honored. Thank you.
0: Thank yes.
2: you. Thank you
1: Honor. for coming on, man. I, I tell you what, I, I was reading over, I was reading over your book, and I, I said that wow, you know, this is it. Took a lot of guts to write what you're writing, but one thing I did learn from reading what you were writing is you're teaching as you're writing yeah <laughs> where yeah where did you where did that come from
2: i well, that's funny that you say that because that's kind of the whole reason you know I kinda of, when I write my poetry like at first I write it for me and then I go back and then um I kind of write it for it so that people can get something positive from it because like going um, my po- my poetry some of my poems are about heartbreak. And I want to inspire and motivate because heartbreak is a, a very powerful thing to go through, you know, especially with young men these days, they don't know how to deal with their uh, with their emotions. So when you're dealing right. with something as powerful as, you know, your heart, your emotions, it can really, you know, um, it can really tear apart your whole life if you, if you let it. So right. Right. that's why I kind of, that's why, that's my inspiration when I, I want to help people. I'm all about inspiration and motivation. Right. And
1: wow then, and Real quick Brian. Yeah and one other thing that I read too I was watching I was reading I'm like wow He's talking about sex in here And I and I, and I thought about this, The gentleman Life Genesis the, the R&B singer There's a lot that you're, you're Talking about And And I think what people do They look at sex And they say You know what That's a bad thing But really it's not It's really not Because it's something That married couples It's a gift that married couples Were given from God Right, and it's just a beautiful thing Yeah uh, with, with, When you were writing about sex I mean, did you ever think Wow, you know, people are gonna They're not gonna take this the right way So I'm gonna have to explain to them What I mean by this This this, um, this particular piece That I've written
2: <laughs> When I wrote When I wrote that piece Not a shame piece um, That was like the first piece I wrote In maybe some years And all I could think about well not, well, not necessarily the sex, but the act of making love with the person that you're in love with, not just some random person, you know, or, you know, some person that you've been dating for for a few weeks or whatever. And that question, that, that concern did come up in my mind because I know people, you know, they can be kind of narrow-minded when it comes to things like this or, you know, quick to judge. So that's why I use a lot of the, the I use the metaphoric devices that I use when I said but... I, I'm not ashamed because it's not the most poetic thing on God's green earth. God gave us the act of making love, and and it, it it enhances love. You know, when you're in when you're in love, it's an expression of love. You know, it's like an art itself, and that's what I wanted to point out. And it's not necessarily about being nasty or anything like that or immature. It's about restoring restoring the beauty of lovemaking, and that's why I wrote that. And the you and the way I the way I wrote it is to, you know, kind of counterattack those you know, those kind of um narrow minded stereotypes. Of views. Yeah, right,
0: right. So. That's interesting because, you know, I I would say that I could probably find many people who would say, you know, like Greg said earlier, you know, why would he write about that? Why is he writing about that? But you know, you're right. There are a lot of times when, you know, when put in the correct context like you, like you, you know, said earlier, you know, it's reserved for certain people. You know, it's sort of like right. a membership. You know, membership has its privileges. Right. You know, and you know, Greg and I believe and I'm sure you do believe as well that married is, you know, that, you know, lovemaking is reserved for married couples. But that doesn't right. mean that everybody doesn't do it. So I think putting it in the correct context, you know, it helps people to understand that. You know, just because you, you know. Just because you're doing that, well, how 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 can I say this? Just because you can do it doesn't always mean you should do it. But if you are in that particular number where you're authorized to do it, right? Here's why you do
2: it. Exactly, and going off of what you said, and it's those people who don't aren't aren't necessarily authorized to do it, and that's how it is cheating and. That's how that's when it becomes overrated because it's only overrated when you're not doing it right, you know. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah,
2: however however you know or controversial that may sound, that's like that's kind of the truth, you know. And you know, don't really take right. the beauty out of it. <laughs> right, right. You know,
0: Look, I can't disagree. You know. I would definitely say that it is not overrated. Right. <laughs>
2: Don't listen to the hip hop song and you know the rap <laughs> song. Right.
1: Are, you, you wrote something in there. I I, I want to read it really quick. It's real. It's 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 short, but it's powerful, and it makes you mm-hmm. think. When I read it, I'm like, wait a minute. Okay, now this, this this is what I'm talking about because I like to go a little deep. You, mm-hmm. you wrote poetry is my therapy, my mm-hmm. shelter as my heart and mind wage eternal war. Mhm. That happens in all of us. All of us are going through something. All of us every morning we wake up. Some of us, some days are good, some days are bad, and we're on this roller coaster ride. And we want peace and joy every single day, but we can't have it every single day. And I love the fact that you said that it's an eternal war. Your heart mm-hmm. and your mind are absolutely correct. I mean, yep. where did you get that from? I know. I to me, I'm thinking. You
2: know,
1: the Lord had to give
2: you that because it's so deep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. to me, that's 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 what I'm thinking. I don't know. Yeah, that's um, that's fair to say that that the Lord gave me that. I, um, this is the way. It's kind of, it's kind of complex, it's the abstract. There, it's always and to me, I see life is all about. It's, it's really a struggle. You know, it's a struggle between choosing what's right and what's wrong. And you know, uh, good and evil. You know, uh, choosing you know your heart over your mind, because I know everybody been in those places where, um, where they're 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 stuck between you doing what their heart really wants to do and what they know is right, and it may be the other way around. They want to do their mind is telling them to do something else, but their heart is telling them what's right, and that's a very much that's that's a lot of people are faced with that struggle. Everybody's faced with that struggle at one point in their life. And it is an eternal war because essentially it's it's uh it's about doing what what God wants you to do and doing what you wanna do. Or doing or, you know, the just the conflict between God and um and the devil, you know? And that's why I say poetry is my therapy, it's where I find my peace. It's like when I write, it's like a release is I have all these thoughts, all these feelings that, you know, they are welling up inside me, they are building up. And when I release them on that paper, I promise you I have been up there. I stay up to 3 o'clock at night restless, and I was like, what is wrong? Why can't, you know, why can't I sleep? And I'll just start writing, you know, writing out whatever is on my mind, whatever concerns I have, asking myself questions on the paper. Um, You know, it kind of puts it in perspective for me. And once, once I write it, I promise you, it feels like a big, heavy burden is picked up, uh, uh, lifted from my shoulders, and I fall asleep almost instantly. That's why I say it's my therapy. It's my, it's my comfort. It's my peace. And as as bad as my poem, like if I'm angry and I write an angry poem, I'm angry for only the time that the poem begins and ends. And once, uh, once that poem is finished. My anger has, has is gone, because it's on that paper. I've transferred that emotional energy on that paper. So hmm. that's why I say poetry is my therapy. Is the shelter that I seek. You know, where my heart and my mind are you know at odds. So.
0: Wow. You know, I, I was just thinking about that because I've you know we've we've talked to poets in the past and you know you're the first one to really say you know that it not just that it was therapy but you know that it's a release you know mm-hmm. and you know i think about that because many people you know they they have many different methods for stress relief and you know that some people meditate some people you know exercise you know but you exercise your mind
1: mhm
0: and i think that's you know in, that in and of itself is just amazing. That you know you can use your mind to ease your mind.
2: <laughs> right. That's, I like I like that. I might have to put that in the poem. I'm gonna give you credit <laughs> for that. I'm have to quote you on that one.
0: <laughs> uh, don't worry. I won't send any. I won't ask for any royalties on that one.
2: I don't know. I got the there.
0: <laughs> you know. But, but uh, and, and uh, like I said, uh, I, I think that's just an amazing gift. You know, because I can tell you, people people pay a lot of money to release stress.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, I mean, they pay, I, I would say they probably pay millions of dollars a year at finding ways of relieving stress, whether it be meditation and, you know, what have you. And here it is, you get paid to relieve your stress.
2: Yeah, I guess that is a beautiful way of looking at it, huh? <laughs> it's it's um, it is a stress reliever. It's um, and and it didn't start off. I I didn't start writing like when I write a poem. I I don't really write with an audience in mind. You know, it's all about. I write my poems for me, and it's when then when I go back and then I like you know if I want to do a spoken word because I love spoken spoken word. I love watching it. You know, I love you know reciting spoken words. Um, I just when I go back and look at my poems, I kind of you know I will I try to see how I can make it you know uh, uh relevant to people you know
1: right and
2: it but doing that whole process is it's a it's a it's a release because any form of art I believe is a any I believe art is is expression any kind right. of release of exp- uh, emotional expression that is art, whether it's dancing, you know, dancing. You can really feel, If well, i would even say this. If you ever watched a movie and you feel an emotion from that movie, that is art. Now, some movies, <laughs> now, you know, they're not, I wouldn't say they're art, but uh, movies like uh, Pursuit of Happiness, uh, I love that movie with Will Smith in it. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the Soloist is a great movie. Um, but that's that's yeah. art, the movie with Jamie Foxx and, uh, is that Robbie Donald Jr., I think? Um, yeah, yeah. Morton yeah.
0: Downey or what is it? I can't think of his name right now. Robert, Robert Downey Jr. I
2: think it's Robert Downey Jr. Robert, Jr. Robert yeah. Downey Jr., yes. Yeah, and you know, whether it's movies, um music especially. Music is I would I won't downplay poetry but really music is poetry, but music is a great form of art because you feel so many emotions, you know, from a mm-hmm. from a uh from a song. And that's what art is to me and you may be listening to a song or reading a poem that saved that writer, whoever wrote that poem or that song. You may be reading that poem or listening to that song that saved somebody's life. Because I have yeah, friends. That's I'm so sorry to,
1: yeah, am so true. No, no, go
2: ahead. Go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, I have, I actually have friends who have contemplated, you know, suicide. And... Writing and they wrote a poem about it, or they just wrote about it, and it kind of turned into they wrote a prose about it rather. And once they wrote it, it was almost like a revelation for them, and it really saved their life because they they were really on their verge of you know suicide, and that to me is powerful. That you know that 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 speaks a lot about art to me. Yes, it yes.
1: does. You know. Growing up, and I know you've probably seen this or you've probably done it yourself, but life has a way of knocking us all to our knees, regardless of what we're
2: doing. Life has a way
1: of knocking you down. Mm -hmm. And if you don't know how to get up, you're going to have problems until you just get sick and tired of being sick and tired of being down, then you'll get up. But it doesn't matter where you are in your spiritual life. It's an eternal war, just like you said. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times, it's, spirit, it's spiritual warfare. Yeah. You look at the. You, uh, and, and when you said that about your friends, you know, it, it kind of touched me a little bit because we're talking about white young people. We're talking mm-hmm. about people that their life is in front of them. What in the world could be going on in that child's mind, or that young man's mind, or young woman's mind? to make them want to end it all. And I'm not asking you to answer that. I'm just saying life has a way of doing that to you. Right. If you don't have an outlet, if you don't have an outlet or some type of therapy, if you don't Mm -hmm. know what you should know or who you can lean on, you're in trouble. That's when you get in trouble. That's when things start caving in on you and you start making these bad decisions and, and a lot of people, they actually act on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, But the beautiful thing about it, Joseph, is this. We all go through that. Mm-hmm. It may not be to that extreme, for all of us, but we all have our ups and we have our downs. It's just yeah, a lot of true. life, a lot of And a lot of those things that happens to us like that, and it put us in that valley, in that dark place, it's a learning experience. It's something in that that's going to make Joseph a better person, or it's going to take Joseph to the next level. So it's not always bad beat in that dark room. It's just that we're dealing with feelings. Exactly. And that exactly. leads, yeah, and that leads me to my question: When people are feeling down, or they want to go to a club, people listen to music. Mm-hmm. Just like you said, they listen to music, and some people they listen to music for the wrong reason now.
2: Exactly. They
1: want to listen to music before they go raw, before they go steal, before they go do whatever. Mm-hmm. They have to get in a certain mood. Mm-hmm. They have to get in a certain mood. When you're when you're down, or when you're trying to study, or when you're trying to write, and you're listening to your music, how does that make you feel?
2: That is, I, I'm so glad that you asked me that question because that's a bit, uh, that. That's a uh, the answer to that answer to that question is one that lies very deep in my philosophical stances. Um, I've always noticed I've always been sensitive to the power of music and just the power of art basically. Um music is very influential. Uh main example, if you listen if you ever watched a movie, you know, you watch like a movie like uh, Braveheart or Uh, the last samurai you really get you know those times when the character is going through a tough times you feel what that character is going through and at the end of the movie you know when the hero triumphs over the greatest evil he's ever faced that music really makes you kind of riled up i know it does for me you know you know it makes you excited and (laughs) i noticed Right, i noticed um I'm really, I'm so conscious on the music I listen to. I don't listen to any music without a positive message. And people may think that that automatically eliminates hip hop, uh, rap. It doesn't, but it does eliminate some of the more popular rappers. I'm a very, I'm very, um, I'm very underground. I listen to rappers like Lupe Fiasco, uh, uh, Common, Kanye in his older days. You know, uh, just a lot of people. Um, and it, it doesn't. It's not even really uh, limited limited to a particular artist, it's just a song. I listen to the lyrics. That's the first thing I do. I listen to the lyrics. If the lyrics isn't talking about anything progressive or positive, I don't listen to it. I don't listen to music that you know, that's um, that's ignorant, I you know, for better lack of words. So, um, to answer your question, when I when I study there's a lot of people, you know, look at me sideways, but I listen to very calming uh, serene, tranquil, peaceful music uh, Like I said, I'm a big movie fan Me and my mom, all we do is watch movies We can quote movies for days Like Life and Things um, <laughs> But <laughs> I love epic movies I love movies with heroes overcoming something Because that's the motivation like, like one of my favorite movies is Last Samurai I downloaded the soundtrack This Last Samurai And that's what I listen to when I study or when I read because it's it's it's, it's positive, it's very peaceful, um, it's you know it's, it's no lyrics to it so you don't have anything distracting you, and you know when you listen to it you automatically it's like you you're you're using the power of music, um, to your advantage because it's putting you in that state of like you remember what that character went through, and even though it's just a movie, it's still like teaching a lesson you know it puts you in a mood of overcoming. So, you know, I may be, you know, struggling with this boring assignment or this really tough paper, but just listening to that music just makes me feel like I can do it. You know, like somewhere somewhere along in life, everybody has had their troubles to deal with, and and success is not done by not having any trouble. Nobody makes it to the top without any problems, you know. And it's all about overcoming your barrier, your obstacles. So I listen to very calming soothing uh just really peaceful music uh jill scott i love her she i love her music jill scott you will see um kareem bailey ray um i listen to uh symphonies orchestras uh-huh. scores music scores i listen to a lot i don't have a favorite i can't tell you who my favorite is but I listen, I'm very internet savvy and I'll just like, you know, be on YouTube or some music site and I hear a song and I go find it and download it. I like I like the feel of that song and I'll put it on my playlist and I'll sit down and knock a ten page paper out in like, you know, two hours or three hours, you know? It just keeps me, you know, motivated. But no, I'm not knocking Gucci Man. I'm not knocking Waka Flocka, you know, <laughs> they're doing their thing. But personally I, I really I, you know, that music is okay every now and then, you know, I'm not trying to, you know, listen to that every day of my life. I, that's why I, I'm always got my radio on, my CD player on, because the radio, they really play some, the um, you know, uh, they really play some things. I'm like, what? How did Soldier Boy, like, what is that? I mean, I understand it's fun music, and that's okay when you're having fun, you know, when you're out doing that, you know, you're living that life, but I just, you know, I can't get down with the message of of those songs. Now, I I don't want to interrupt you, but
0: can you explain to me, I I know you probably don't listen, like you said, you don't listen to that music all the time, but Mm -hmm. what is Waka Flocka Flame saying? (laughs) I have not figured out the first, I heard the first song, I didn't even know who the artist was, and I just couldn't figure out what they were saying. I'm like, how could this be music? I mean, this is like Why? trying to listen to uh, Ozzy Osbourne talk.
2: <laughs>
0: you know what I mean? That
2: guy, that guy. He's, uh, he's he's a very angry rapper. I don't know. He he gets on. Um, you know, I guess that you know that that mentality, that you know, gangster or or hood mentality. I can I feel like I can sum up everything he's talking about robbing. If a dude try me, I'ma shoot him. I'ma kill him. Don't 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 try me. Don't step to me. Blah blah blah. Uh, okay. Drugs, this girls that you know, typical stuff, just with a with a different beat. You know, the same the same message over
0: yeah.
2: over another you know another another beat or whatever. So okay, yeah, I, I, look,
0: I appreciate that one because of course you know when you ask children that are listening to this, it's like what are they say? Oh, you know, he ride. he, he said this and he, you know, and it's like, are you kidding me? Because I right. literally, I cannot understand what he's saying.
2: <laughs> that Yeah, that's, that, that's the case for a lot of these mainstream, mainstream, um, hip hop artists. And that's a whole nother, that's a whole another can of words. I, I got my own little, you know, theories, you know, about mainstream hip hop artists and music nowadays. So, I don't want to get into that. That's, that's way deep. But, um, it's right. The music, man, is is really like when you have real artists like you know, um, Lupe Fiasco. Uh, you, know, you know Kanye. He he's an artist. He, he's known for the wrong reasons nowadays. But um, Jay Z, uh, Mos Def, Talib Kweli, uh, Nas, like you know, Kareem Bailey. I love her and just like the underground people, the real uh, real music and real real messages you know when when they don't get when they're not popular that's how you know it's something
0: wrong right
2: so
0: now i i can understand you on that one because you're right there are a lot of um rappers who who don't get what we call street cred because they're not rapping about the streets you know but they right. do have a message or the or the message that they give is more positive
2: rather than popular right Right, right,
1: like, like uh, someone like an like an
2: indie Right, um, uh, I mean it's a lot of it's it's a lot of rappers who came you know from the streets quote unquote but um their their message isn't about it's it's not it's not counterproductive you know like some of the right. messages like I'm sure Talia Kwali comments you know those rappers in that kind of genre they grew up in you know in the streets but they just they choose to they choose to have a different perspective, and they're not just they—they—they they, they care about they're, the message more so than the money, I guess.
0: Right. Well, see, they're—they're
2: they're from the streets, but they're not of the streets. Right. Exactly. That's a perfect way of putting it. Exactly. So you—you
1: yeah. you were talking about movies, and I'm just sitting here waiting. I'm like, okay, I'm waiting on them to say this movie. Uh, did you ever see Seven Pounds?
2: I did. I did. Um I liked it. I I it wasn't. It was. I love. I'm. I'm a, weird, I'm a real big Will Smith fan. Um, he's one of my. He's my favorite actor. And I, I I still don't quite understand it though. I know. I I feel like it was more. It was a movie about um, redemption and sacrifice. Right. But I don't know about that whole suicide thing. You know, it's like. That kind of, you know, he, I he, I don't know, I, just with him kind of killing himself and, you know, donating his body parts. I mean, I understand. I see the good in it in the end, but I guess I feel like suicide that suicide thing, part, I don't really want to part, promote that, that part. you know. The
1: never got you,
2: huh? Yeah. <laughs> and I totally get it. I get the impact, you know, he felt so bad about, you know, his actions and the people that he caused to lose their lives. You know, he wanted to redeem himself, you know, I guess, you know, redeem his honor or do what he thought was right. But, what? you know, taken to a religious um, standpoint, suicide is the one thing that can't be forgiven. And, you know, I, I would rather him, like, you know, did something
1: <laughs>
2: else. But I guess, I don't know. I guess I see the point, I see where they're coming from. I just don't really. Suicide is a very uh, prevalent thing these days. And,. Right. You know, I don't I don't ever want to promote that because I don't ever want anybody to feel like they have to take their life, like taking their life is the answer, you know.
1: Right. And and, and another thing too, uh I, I think when when people commit suicide I think they believe that where they are, their situation can't be changed.
2: Exactly.
1: And and when I was reading through your book, you have so much stuff and you're over. It, it seems like everything that you gravitate towards is coming up. Mm-hmm. It's down. You know, I need you to come up, or I'm coming up. It, it, exactly. Like you know, yeah. It's like you know where you're going, and you know what Joseph is supposed to be. You know what mm-hmm. Joseph was created mm-hmm. for. Regardless mm-hmm. of anything that's coming against me, I'm still going to get there. Exactly. Whatever I have to do, that's what I'm going to do. That's what I get from your portrait. And I also get from your portrait, you spend a lot of time uh, meditating and thinking, um, and, and, and it seems like you've gone through some painful, painful situations. We all have, but it just seems like you're, when, you, when you're when you in your pain you're dealing with it mentally a lot of people deal with it other ways a lot of people run from mm-hmm. it But it seems like you're looking for answers of why this happened why me and how do I get through this I know I can't make it stop but how do I move on and go through it and what can I learn from it
2: can right that's yes, correct and um, to expand on that that's uh, I would totally give that credit to my mom because you know, we haven't had the perfect life, but one thing you cannot call my mom is a quitter. She never gave up. And, I mean, right. been through some the most difficult situations you could not even imagine, but she never gave up and she never sacrificed her integrity. And I think that was kind of instilled in me, you know, at, at a young age. And uh, <laughs> I know she probably listened to this, like, <laughs> but. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> but um, that was kind of still at a young age. Not letting you know, not giving up. I mean, um, when I'm very when you deal, like I always personify my heart. Like, if I had to personify my heart as a person, my heart would be a child, you know, a baby, a, a um, totally innocent, not innocent in the sense of not doing anything wrong, but innocent, childlike, you know, not knowing pain not knowing hurt, uh, and loving unconditionally. You know, a child will love you for, even if you're the worst person in the world, you know, a child is still able to see the beauty in the world. And it, although I've been hurt, and, I, you know, I'm sure I'm going to get hurt in the future, but I believe that nothing is perfect, and I believe everybody has their flaws, and, but still, I'm going to love like I've never been hurt. I'm never going to let my past affect my present. I'm never going to let what somebody did to me in the past um, affect the way I love. Because I believe that true love, I believe that love should be unconditional, not, you know, not with stipulations, you know, not not with, um, with, with reserve. I love open, big, and deep. And... It's a it's a it's a double edged sword because um you know sometimes you know that kind of that you know that's what causes me to be hurt but that also has enabled, enabled me to have some very beautiful you know fulfilling rewarding relationships you know so that's yeah, why that's sure my whole your, philosophy I'm sorry
1: I'm I'm sure your phone's gonna ring out the hook. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you're is gonna ring off the hook about, and I'm probably gonna
2: get emails asking how do I get in touch with this young man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, I'm just being truthful, man. That's just like, um, I just learn how to, you know, love without, you know, without reserve. That's just because I, I feel I love, I love the way I feel God loves us. You know, I feel like God is That's forgiving. <laughs> you know, that yeah, I think God is forgiving. You know, He's um. He accepts you for whoever you are. Now, I ain't, I'm not stupid. Now. I don't love just everybody. I, you have to. You, uh, you have to. This is a treasure vault. You're just not gonna walk in here. You know, just take this gold of love. This, you know, your weight in love or whatever. It has to be earned. But once you are in that vault of my heart, you are in there, and you can have whatever I have because I feel like that's how God loves. Unforget. I mean, forgiving uh, without restraint. You know. So. Right, right. right.
0: Yes,
1: sir. Fine, yes, sir. You know, I we wanna gears want
0: want a little bit, Greg. I
1: ahead.
0: wanna talk a little bit about the book. Okay. You know. <laughs> now I, I'm reading a little bit about your pro, on your prologue and mm-hmm. it says I guess I'm gonna keep thinking on this paper.
1: <laughs> Feel <laughs> it on this
0: paper. This paper will be the only one to know my true heart and my true thoughts. This paper bears the load of my heart and head, giving new meaning to the word paperweight. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I like that because what you're doing is you're using these metaphoric terms in your poetry. You know, and it, it makes people think, you know, and I think that's what we're, really lacking in this generation is that true thought. You know, for so often and so long we've been told what to do, when to do it, how to do it, how much to do it, what to wear, this is popular, that's popular. And we we rarely have the opportunity to really think for ourselves. You know, hey, somebody right. says you got to get the Air Force ones, everybody buys what? The Air Force ones. And yeah. the one person that doesn't have the Air Force ones, but they have the, the knockoff Air Force Ones that look just like Air Force Ones, but mm-hmm. they're called Air Force Twos. Everybody's laughing at them. <laughs> yeah. But they're the same shoe, made in the same country, by the same people, with a different brand name, and they cost $100 less. And, yeah. you know, but it's it's because, you know, the mainstream media advertisers, they've pretty much told us how to think and what to think. You know, yeah. but the fact that, that you said that your the paper's gonna know this see that's that's the thing that i like mm-hmm. what what you're telling the audience is that you're not you're not being uh put into that little corner that little cavity. you're gonna put your thoughts down where you want them
2: exactly and that's you know uh, I mean? that's totally uh that's that's just me i've never i i've never been. Well, maybe when I was younger, but I didn't know any better. you know, I was trying to follow trends, but it's like I hit a point in my life where I'm like, "Why do I care what people think they are not God, you know like how how can this person, this imperfect person, you know judge me and tell me what I should and should not be doing? That's only for God to do, you know, yeah. and once I realized that, that's like when I kind of start, that's when I start developing my sense of self and um. You know being basically leading me up to be the person I am now, and I love myself, I would never change uh, you know unless I felt like I needed to change. I would let nobody you know make me feel like I didn't have to change or you know do this or you know whatever um, so yeah that's 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 me I'm totally like i'm not i mean I'm not foolish to say that appearance does, doesn't matter because. This the real world. Appearance does matter, unfortunately, but um, and we, but when you know that, that you know that appearances shouldn't matter, but and you and then you also know that they do, you can use that to your advantage. You know, right? And you can you can change. I'm sorry, go ahead. Go ahead, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. Oh no, I was just gonna wrap it up and just gonna say you can you can kind of almost. Not manipulate people's impression of you, but if you know that appearance matters and you know who you are, then you you know if you need to get that job and you've never been a man to wear a suit, and you go in there you don't 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 you know you're not gonna go in there with some khaki pants and you know some uh and a button up or a short sleeve, you're gonna wear a suit because you know that's what society you know needs to see. But you know, but you're keeping that separation. You're not you're not you're not making that who you are, you know. Right. You're sort of steering right them into the
0: mindset.
2: Exactly. It's just like that that's exactly right. It's just um maintaining who you are, but you need but you this is the real world unless you until you get rich or you know, you don't have to rely on society for you know, for um you know, for uh food and, you know, money, then, you know, then you, once you're rich, you'll be able to afford that luxury of not caring, you know. But don't, I'm not one to follow trends. I'm going to do me to the fullest extent that I can, you know.
1: Right. And with what you just, what you and Bob were just talking about, I want you to, if you could, if you have it up, I want you to read Cool or No Cool.
2: Okay. I want to read that. that. All right, let me get through it. Okay. I like that. I, I I read it
1: over and over and over, and I think it, it's it's really appropriate for you to um, read that. So, I, and and to those that are listening out there, you you need to get this book. Um, he's definitely he, he'll tell you where you can get the book from after he reads um, the cool or no cool.
0: Now, real quick, now Greg, I'm gonna tell you yes. something. I was just about to ask him to read it myself, and you did.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, because I, I, as I'm reading through the book myself, I'm like, wow, this one is really yeah, cool. That's, that's, <laughs> and that's the title. And then you say, I want you to read cool, you know, I'm like, wow, that is just crazy.
2: <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, I'm, uh, this, this is one of my favorites, actually. I'm glad that y'all uh, asked about this one um it kind of, when I was writing it, was, it kind of just flowed out. And, like, you know, it kind of goes back to that, 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 that war, you know, that should I try to keep it cool or should I just, say like, forget it and just, you know, just go head in, you know, uh, head first. So that's what this is about. So let me get in. All right. Cool or no cool? Should I? Should I keep it cool or should I take off my cool? She says she wants to remain in the neutral no-man's land of friendship. I, on the other hand, I'm ready to drop bombs, ready to assassinate a leader, ready to fire the first shot, my ready to storm her trenches. My army of love is dying of thirst, and I'm ready to quench them. Or should I keep it cool? She's scared of being let down, but she don't know I don't let up. She's scared of being let down, but she don't know I defy Gravity, she's scared of being let down But she don't know that God is my carpenter My pillars are infinite and Samson is no menace She doesn't know that My heart is a house for love And it can stand for millennials And I planted flowers that bloom for her These perpetual perennials Or should I take off my cool that's it I like that boy (laughs) I
1: like that That's powerful That's powerful Explain that to people and let them know what you're trying to say and what you're well, not trying. You said it. <laughs> Explain that, please. All
2: right. What I'm basically saying is I was, when I was, this is it was kind of inspired by uh, a particular young lady I was talking to at the time. Um, we we got close and she had been hurt before. You know, she had been let down. She had been disappointed. uh, she, uh Somebody disappointed her, and she. I felt like she was. It was like a war. She didn't know whether she wanted, you know, to give in to what she saw for us, or you know, let her pain, let her, let her hurt, you know, dictate, you know, the future. So, you know, but the cool as society, um, besides society standards. You know, they would say, Hey man, just you know just you know, she said she said, Nah, so just forget it, let it go. But me it's like I don't love, love transcends cool. Not say I was in love with her, but the the possibility of love, you know? And right. I I really I was really liking the young lady and I know she liked me too, so it was like I'm not gonna, you know, I'm 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 a fighter, you know, I fight for what I believe in. So this is what the, this is what this is the piece that came out. Should I keep it cool, or should I just take off my cool and you know risk looking like a fool, basically? So, and like when I said she's scared of being wait no not that part. Um. She's scared of being let down, but she doesn't know that God is my carpenter, my pillars are infinite, and Samson is no menace. I was basically saying that I'm a God, you know, he made me, he made my heart this way. There's no harm, you know, there's there, there's security in my heart. Once you're in my heart, you don't have to worry about anything. You don't have to worry about being hurt or anything like that. And That's basically what it is about, just rather should I, you know, um, stop at this, at this young lady, barriers that she was, you know, trying to erect, or should I just, you know, walk away? <laughs> that's basically like, what it's I, about. I, I,
1: yeah. How, how can people, if they want to order that, how can they get your
2: book? Okay, you can go. Um, you can go to lulu. dot com, and that's l u l u. dot com. Slash Spotlight S P O T L I G H T Slash J Cook J C O O K Four One Seven Eight Seven, and it'll take you to my um uh, my author spotlight on Lulu dot com and you can order uh you can order a hard copy a paperback of my book or you can get the downloadable ebook version.
1: What What about the autograph? Do you, Do you autograph any of your books?
2: I do. It have to. It will have to. Um, they will have to send me an email. Send me an email at jcook at gmail.com and let me know you want an autographed copy, and I get it to you. I can um, I get it to you at, the, at a discounted price, and I'll um, uh, I'll, I'll sign it for you, and I'll send it to you personally. Being an author, um, now now now
1: I'm looking out for the. For the young people that are listening to the show, you're not only an author. Um, tell us about some of the things that you're engaged in in college right now.
2: Okay. Um, well, first and foremost, I'm a student. That's that's the main. You know, that's the biggest portion of my life right now. I'm an English major, and I'm totally the English, the English nerd, English geek. <laughs> um, but I do I do other things. I uh, I'm the over, I'm one of the overseers of the Poetry and Writing Club on Alabama State campus, uh, which is the school I go to. I I go to Alabama State University in Montgomery, Alabama. Um, And I'm also vice president of Sigma Tau Delta, and that's the International English Honor Society. Uh, So, and that's pretty much me in a nutshell for right now because, you know, I'm totally trying to finish school, you know, keeping grades up and do a little extracurriculars on the side. Um, and you know I'm always I'm always trying to write. So, uh, I guess say Joseph Cook, author. Well, student first, then author, and then you know everything else. Uh, pretty good. Pretty good.
0: <laughs>
2: sorry, about it, I'm sorry.
0: I, no, I like how you he put he it. I'm a student and I'm an author, and then pretty much anything else.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm a I'm a man with many talents. I guess. <laughs> yes, sir. I'm just. <laughs> but it's it's uh I love I love writing. It's just it's something. It's more. It's one of those talents that I kind of developed uh, later on in my life. Well, realized because my you know my parents would always say you write so well. People would read you know things I write and you write so well. But you know that's your family and friends. They they're supposed to say that. They're supposed to encourage you, you know. Uh, <laughs> so I oh baby, really that looks so to good. Too. You know exactly, <laughs> exactly. And would you believe that it wasn't until I returned back to school because I took a, a year hiatus out of school, and it was going to my, uh, into my uh, my junior year, and up until my junior year, I was at first I was a psychology major, and then I changed to finance. I wanted to be a stockbroker, but uh, me and Math never got along. <laughs> i I'm good with money, but math i that's, that's that's admittedly one of my weak points um but then I realized you know i was i was taking classes and I was you know meeting people that I've never met in before, so no you know people who would have no bias and you know they were seeing things I was writing, and you know teachers you know I was getting out like that's when I start you know realizing that i have i'm 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 pretty good with the pen you know and I, I, you know, back in middle school, every, I'm sure every guy went to that stage where he was writing poems, and love letters to his girlfriend or girls he liked or whatever. <laughs> but that's, I didn't, I didn't realize, I didn't really come, I didn't really, you know, um, embrace my writing skills until like my, my junior year in college. But I've always liked the arts. I used to um I used to draw a lot when I was younger, and. I've always loved music. My dad, uh, he's a DJ, radio personality. And I've always been surrounded by music. So, But I've always been surrounded by the art, I have to say. So I've always had interest in them. So, I mean, writing was just, I guess, it's just a combination of everything. So, and, and anybody can do it. Anybody can be a writer. You
1: all
2: you have, you have to do, have. I guess, all you have to do is, you know, know what you want to say, and you just write it on paper. There are people out there, you know, who will help you, you know, cl- uh, clarify your ideas for you. But all you have to do is just, you know, sit down and write. Well, as some people say, sit there, and bleed. <laughs> That's what the poets say. You see that you you bleed on the paper. <laughs> it comes from your soul. Write. Don't you know? Don't 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 worry about what people may think about your writing. Don't worry about, you know, insecurities you may have about your writing. Uh, don't be scared to write what you you know, uh, uh something that you believe in, you know, it may be radical, people may not accept it. Those are those are the kind of barriers that kinda of keep that people that uh, that keep people from writing and embracing it. Their fears and, right. you know, their worries about what everybody else you know is saying. But I just I don't care what I'm about to say. <laughs> I'm a write, you know. People call me mushy about my love, about my love for them. And granted, I do have, I do write about a lot, um, a lot on love. But you know, what I am saying, people may call me mushy, but I just say, I'm just not scared of emotion. I just, you know, I I choose to embrace my emotions. So you know what? You
1: know. It's funny that you say that. It's funny that you say that because men, most men, they don't embrace emotions. Yeah. Because when we were when we were little boys, we were taught, "You're a boy, be strong, be strong. Mm-hmm. You're a boy. You, you're going into a man. You're turning into a man." But mm-hmm. I, I feel that all I feel that everybody should be able to express themselves. Exactly. And not hold things in because when you don't express yourself, then you leave the option for the only option for people is to assume. Mm-hmm. and And that's a bad, bad place to be when a person is trying to assume
2: mm-hmm. how you feel mhm, you hit the nail on the head yeah. with that one, and that's yeah. that i I feel like that's one of the main problems with uh with black men you know we have this stigma about you know being hard quote unquote you know being tough, but really, the hard thing to do is to really be honest about you with yourself and others about how you feel. You know, exposing yourself, you know, that's brave. That takes brave. That takes heart to put down on paper how you feel, and to with and knowing the risk that how you feel maybe you you may be rejected or you may be ridiculed. That takes heart. And I'm gonna teach my son how to be honest with himself and how to deal with the emotion because if you learn how to deal with it then you don't have to worry about you being destroyed by your feelings later on or or your feelings being because you don't because they ran so rapid that they destroyed something good, you know. Mm-hmm. If you just go ahead and be honest and and you know, embrace how you feel, then it becomes easier. And then you're leading your emotions rather than your emotions leading you. That's okay. And that's, well, that's man. My process. Yeah. Well,
0: said. Yes, You know, Joe, yeah. contact yes, you to do, like, uh, seminars or workshops, you know, how would they be able to contact you? Because I see that in your future, brother.
2: <laughs> that's so funny you say that, and my mama knows why, but that's that's really funny you say that. I, I, I get that a lot, actually. Um, if people want to contact me for seminars to come and speak, I'm always uh, like my grandma, my grand, my grandma and grandfather would tell you. Anybody in my family would tell you I'm always at my computer. Uh, I have a Facebook page. Just find me on Facebook. My name is Joseph N. Cook, without an E on Facebook. Um, they can reach me through email at jcook41787 at gmail.com. And I also have a I also have a uh, a blog website and the web the web address for the blog uh website is totally dope dot tumblr, and you spell tumblr t u m b l r dot com and it'll take you to my little mortgage board of of pictures and other arts and quotes and a lot of other stuff and there's links on there uh, on the uh on the left side of the page that you can get in contact with me with
0: Awesome, 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 bro. Man, I tell you, time is running short on the show, and I can tell you that it is going by pretty fast. It
2: did. Wow, it was an hour.
0: <laughs> yes, sir. Yes,
2: sir. Wow. Well, Hello. I just want to let you all know that I'm, I'm very, I'm very honored that you, you know, to have you, to have for you all to have me. I'm glad that I can, you know, speak maybe. Maybe, you know, I help somebody, you know, maybe they'll get my book and, you know, be inspired by the pieces. You know, if not, you know, if they're going through a heartbreak, maybe it helps them, you know, go uh, weather that heartbreak a little better or, you know, maybe they're just inspired to pick up a pen and write because they say if this regular guy can, you know, write poems like this, then I can do it. So, hmm. just want to say thank you well, all for you giving what. me that opportunity.
1: Oh, man, you you you've touched a lot of people. I think what you whatever it was that you were uh, supposed to get out tonight, I think it got out. I, I really do believe that. And man, to to be young and to allow uh, the Lord to, to speak through you so that you can put it on paper is really, really a blessing. Because most most people they won't do that. They're insecure, like you said, about their life. They're insecure about expressing themselves and how they feel. It's, it's really important. Uh, And I'll tell any lady or any woman uh, or young lady that's listening, when you find a man that can express himself um, on paper and he's he's opening his heart up to you and he's letting you know how he truly feels, you have something. You better hold on to that. You better hold on to that. Because that's one of the things that we're told not to do. Hmm. And it's absolutely wrong. It's the wrong thing. It's probably one of the worst things that we could have ever been taught as a child. And when you grow yeah. up it's hard to get out of that. It is. But I, I you know, I, I'm just thankful that you're transparent. You came on and you shared some things with us. I learned a lot. I'm sitting here, I have a pen and a pad, I'm always I'm always <laughs> trying to grow myself. And I I it's just so much that I wrote down and I I just say to anybody, if you're out there, if you're listening, please buy his book, support the brother. You, you will hear a lot more from him in the future. So I I just, man, I'm so happy that you decided to come on. Yes,
2: I'm yes. so happy for you all having me, man. Yes. Heartbreak,
0: sir. Rebirth, Evolution, the emotional accounts of Joseph Inca. Buy the book today or tomorrow. So <laughs> <With> that being <laughs> said, you've been listening to the Abundant Solutions Hour. We thank you for joining us tonight, and we ask you that you please... Join us again next week as we'll have another show ready for you. Good evening to you all. God bless you all. Good night.